Hello, and welcome to the Seiko Path Podcast, where I will be discussing the watch industry with a specific emphasis on the Seiko brand and my preferred micro brand, Long Island Watch, which takes heavy inspiration from Seiko. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Seiko Path Podcast. I'm your host and resident Seiko Path, Dane. And today, we're going to be talking about me. (laughs) Uh, This is the very first episode of the Seiko Path Podcast. It's just me. I'm literally in my bedroom right now with a box of watches and my phone. (laughs) This has the best acoustics, um, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna crank out a little episode here. The first one, it's not gonna be great, probably. But let's be honest, I have a lot to learn about this. I've never done this before, so this may be painful. I'll warn you up front, but we're gonna get through it together. Let me give you a little bit about myself up front. As I said, my name is Dane. I've been into watches for about the last year and a half, maybe a little more. I got into watches. So it's important to note about me, I have a nickel allergy. And I've known that since I was a little kid. I've always liked watches, but I basically was always told you you can't wear watches because you have a nickel allergy. So I just never never really had one. I I had a G-Shock. I found that Obviously, I could wear, and that's just what I stuck with. I had that G-Shock for a very long time. It worked well. I happened to – I saw an episode of a show called Tested. It's an online show with Adam Savage, who is famously one half of the duo from Mythbusters. Pretty cool little internet show he has. And one episode, he did a pocket dump, meaning just taking a look at the things he carries on him every day. EDC, everyday carry, that's that's a whole uh, world out there that's very interesting. If you like watches, you will probably like EDC as well. If you like things like pocket knives and pens and flashlights and, you know, whatever, whatever your personal EDC looks like. But he had an Omega Seamaster Planet Ocean, and it was beautiful. And immediately, I recognized it as James Bond's watch. Uh, I'm 32. I was born in 1987. The 90s, obviously, was the Pierce Brosnan era of James Bond, and that's where I grew up mainly. And so, to me, Pierce Brosnan is James Bond. I very much like Daniel Craig and (laughs) many of the... Many of the other actors, well, not many of them, a couple of the other actors, but Pierce Brosnan is James Bond to me. So that Omega and seeing it, you know, the advertisements they had with Pierce Brosnan, man, that that was really cool. So that spoke to me in my research of the watch. Obviously, it being a mechanical watch at the time, I was like, well, what does that mean? How's it run if it doesn't have a battery? Well, I figured out the mechanics of these things, and well, I shouldn't say I figured it out, but I have an insight into them now. 
And from a engineering standpoint, wow, just super cool. I have a background in machining, done some trim carpentry work. I have an eye for detail I, uh, and just an appreciation for mechanical engineering. And these watches are fantastic. So really, I got bit with the bug and came across Seiko. I had heard that they were, uh, or I was reading rather at the time, that they are okay for people with nickel allergies. That was very intriguing to me. So I came across Long Island Watch and... Mark over at Long Island Watch has YouTube videos out. He does a great job on his YouTube videos. I emailed him sort of on a whim, not really expecting a response, and said, hey, I have a nickel allergy. I've heard Seiko is good for people with nickel allergies. What are your thoughts? He responded back pretty quickly and you know, didn't just say, yeah, yeah, it's fine. You're good. He added a you know a personal touch to it. He said, "I have this uh, family member that has the same thing, and they wear Seiko without problem." So that gave me the confidence to grab one. The first Seiko I picked up was the I kind of went big for my first one. You know, I went ahead and grabbed the Sarb 017. That's right, the Sarb 017 Green Alpinist. Man, what a beautiful watch. Uh, the I, I'm not much of a gold fan, frankly. I'm much more into the stainless steel, the silver. But the gilt indices and handset on this particular watch are just fantastic, especially with that dark green dial. Man, it just spoke to me. The whole field watch rotating inner bezel things, just super neat. I really, really dug what this watch was about. At this time, it had just been announced that it was discontinued. And I was like, oh crap, I need one of these before you can't get them anymore. Which was a little bit uh, panic buying, admittedly. But man, I just was so into it. I saved my pennies. <laughs> And uh, found one. I'm sure most people would say I overpaid for it, probably by about a hundred bucks. But you know, frankly, if I wanted to find one right now, I'd probably give even more for it. So it was a good time to just snag one. I, I do believe, and I've been so happy with the watch. Frankly, um, it, 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 I, I immediately threw it on a strap code. Angus Jubilee bracelet. Oh, what a great combo. Solid in links, screw in adjustment links. Fantastic milled clasp. Just a great bracelet to complement the watch. Oh, I just love it on that bracelet. I get lots of compliments on it. Uh, it looks very good. And I, I, you know, I'm just super excited about the watch still. I love it. I, I'm very glad that I bought it. No buyer's remorse whatsoever with that. So moving on, at this time, Mark from Long Island Watch released his line of Islanders. And I was very excited about that. I had purchased an 013, right? So a Seiko SKX 013. Uh, this Alpinist is a 38 millimeter watch. So I thought, oh, I want something comparable in size. I like the size of that. Well, the dive bezel makes a huge difference. 
difference. And it looked so tiny on my wrist. Uh, I'm a pretty big guy, uh, six foot, 230, fairly muscular guy. It looked very small. So I sent it back. I was waiting for my refund when Mark dropped his first run of Islanders. They sold out in like 24 hours. I completely missed the boat waiting for this refund. I was upset about it, (laughs) but I had a feeling more were to come. So I just sat on the money for a little bit and it, I don't think I had to wait more than two or three weeks. And Mark put out another run of the, what I consider to be the first run of Islanders. So two parts that I consider to be the first run as these have the stamped clasp and the non-signed crown. Now with Islanders, if I'm getting this correctly, you get a milled clasp and an Islander signed crown. So this is the first run. It did not have those. So it was two parts. This was the second release part, but I consider it to be a first run. That's just me. I don't know that that really means anything as far as value goes. Maybe one day, maybe, maybe in 50 years, you know, there'll be a neat distinction, but right now, not much of a distinction, but I am kind of proud that I got one of the first ones out. (laughs) So this thing is fantastic. NH36 movement, which is from my understanding, basically a non-branded, I want to say 4R35 or 36 uh, movement. Great movement, beautiful watch. Comes comes stock on this beautiful bracelet uh, he had made, from my understanding, specifically for the watch. It reminds me of a strap code, to be honest. Screw-in adjustment links, solid end links. Again, stamped clasp, but it's a substantial clasp. I mean, you can, you can tell it's stamped, but it is solid. I, I enjoy it very much. Could use maybe some more micro-adjust positions, but meh, whatever. $300. I mean, you just can't beat that for the price. Beautiful SKX style case. Uh, already touched on the bracelet. Loomed ceramic bezel insert. Fantastic. Sapphire, flat sapphire crystal. It's a beautiful, simple watch. Like for 300 bucks. Ah, I mean, this could be your one watch. If you weren't a watch person, you just wanted something that looked nice. You weren't afraid to beat it up, but was tough enough to take a lick in. I think this would be a solid, solid option. And with SKXs being discontinued, the new uh, 5KX, as people are calling it, they're kind of expensive. And the old SKX 007s, the 007s, they're going up in price with this discontinuation as well. So you're going to pay over $200 for an SKX. Man, just spend the $300 on an Islander. You get such such a better value for your money. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say Seiko, but who cares? It's it's just as good a quality, well, much better quality. I mean, the parts, but the assembly, I would say, is as good or better. As I said, I have an eye for detail. I'm probably a little OCD, frankly, but I noticed that it, everything does not line up on the watch. Most people, anybody that I've given to this <laughs> Anybody that I've handed this watch to and said, do you think everything lines up? They've said, oh, yeah, it looks really good. I notice it being off, but it's so minimal. I'm not worried about it. And frankly, it just adds a little character to the watch. Beautiful polishing on it, brushed in the right places, polished in the right places. This is a great watch. I love it very much.
my next watch I picked up, my third watch, at this time my sister was getting married. My baby sister was getting married. So I was going to have some wedding duties, nothing crazy, but a little something. So I went ahead and picked up a dress watch to go with my suit. I agonized over this decision forever. I could not find one I wanted. I almost went with an Orient instead. I'm very glad I didn't. Not that I have anything against Orient. They have some beautiful watches. I had a uh, like a sun and moon picked out that was just stunning. A, a very beautiful watch. But again, Seiko is... Uh, I store to, I, I'm the kind of person I stick with what I know. If I find something that works, that's that's my brand now. And Seiko is that for me and Long Island watch, obviously. But I decided Orient was probably the way I wanted to go until I saw this Seiko. This is my SSA 346. This is the cocktail time in rose gold, man. Again, I'm not a big gold fan, but holy crap. When I saw this thing, it just slapped me in the face. I love this watch. I don't wear it that often. It is my dress watch, and I rarely wear a suit. I have another wedding coming up uh, in the next month, and I will obviously wear this watch for that. But it doesn't get worn that often. But, man, it's beautiful. Champagne dial, rose gold indices, power reserve indicator. I like it. Some people don't like the power reserve indicator. I think it's a really cool just extra function on the watch. If anybody ever sees it and they ask about it, it's just a neat, neat little conversation, you know, interesting fact kind of a thing. Um, just, yeah, all around beautiful watch on this brown crocodile style leather strap. People don't like the faux croc strap. I think it's great. I don't mind it at all. Came stock with this beautiful deployant clasp, Seiko branded rose gold to match the case. Just an all around beautiful watch. I love this thing. It's super dressy. Sits a little high. The domed crystal adds maybe a few millimeter to the height, but you know what? It still slips pretty well under a cuff and I don't want to hide it under a cuff. Frankly, I kind of want people to see it. It's a great watch. I really like it. I want to say these are going now I, I was finding them between six and seven hundred. I want to say I gave about four for it, but I, I don't remember. Uh, beautiful, beautiful watch. If you are, you know, maybe you've just graduated college and you're you're starting your first big boy job, big big girl job, maybe suit and tie kind of dressier setting. Man, this would be a fantastic watch um, to complement that sort of setting, and I think you would get some respect for it. You know, that's a thing people, okay. He's got a nice watch. He know, he's got his stuff together. Uh, but yeah, you're not breaking the bank with it by any, by any stretch of the imagination. So I think it's a fantastic watch from there. My newest acquisition, uh, kind of, I'll explain that as I go is the SRPA two one. Oh, it's a, just a note on the dress watch. Apologies, I'm backing up here. That has a 4R57 movement in it, uh, if if you're interested in that. Uh, so SRPA21, this is the Patty Edition Turtle. Man, this is such a cool watch. Um, 
the blue dial is beautiful. This, you know, the, the light play Seiko just does dials so well, especially with light play. Beautiful, beautiful watch. Uh, Pepsi colors, Patty edition. For those who don't know, professional association of dive instructors. This is an ISO rated dive watch. I'm not going to expound exactly on what that means. Cause I'm not a hundred percent sure, but essentially this is, you're not allowed to put divers on the dial unless it is ISO rated. That is an independent rating entity. This has been rated as a dive watch to 200 meters by that entity. So it is an ISO certified diver. It says divers on the dial. It has Patty on the dial. This is a pro specs model. This particular model has a 4R36. The price is a little wonky on these. They're kind of hard to find, but I would say generally between four and six hundred dollars. I got it for a little bit under four hundred. Had a pretty good price. I had a discount code through Mimos, actually. So I got a really good price on it from Mimos Jewelry over in California. I trust them. Long Island Watch and Mimos are really the only people I buy from on the internet. I have, I'm in the Valley here in Phoenix. So in Old Town Scottsdale, there's a watch and jewelry, pra- <laughs> watch and jewelry store called Gem Time, G-E-M-T-I-M-E, one word, Gem Time Jewelry and Watch, I believe it is. John is uh, the gentleman I deal with in there. I believe he's part owner. Very nice guy. Obviously like Seiko. They have a cool Seiko collection in store to look at, but also he can order you whatever you want. So I'm going to start going through him for my Seiko needs and then sticking with Long Island Watch for my Islander needs, obviously. Beautiful bracelet on this thing. Came with a Speedmaster style bracelet. I planned on swapping that out immediately, but actually I like it. The clasp is definitely the classic tinny Seiko kind of cheap stamped clasp, but I don't hate it. When it's on, it doesn't rattle that much. Solid end link bracelet. It, it really looks good. Pin and collar adjustments, not a huge fan of that. I definitely take it to my watch guy Jim at gym time, John, to adjust it for me because I don't want to break it <laughs> or my tools. I don't really work on watches that much other than changing the strap out, so I'll let a uh, professional deal with that. So that is my latest acquisition. I have another one in the mail should be delivered today. That is going to be the Islander ISL 27. That is the samurai style case. It is a little smaller than the samurai from my understanding. And I'm very excited to see it in person. I've never had a samurai before. So very excited to get my hands on this and actually get uh, some wrist time with it. I actually went to the Long Island website this week. Mark dropped his new Emerald Islander. It's beautiful. Emerald green dial with this silver embossed bezel. Just stunning. I uh, originally went to the website to purchase that the morning he dropped it. I wanted to grab it. And I, I, you know, I'm looking at it and I realize I already have a beautiful green dial watch with the Alpinist. And I already have an SKX style case dive watch, uh, dive time bezel dive watch that I very much like in the ISLO2. So, you know, I figured 
let's not get the same things. Let's switch it up. And that's when I went with the ISL 27. Like I said, I don't have a samurai style case watch yet. So I'm excited to see that. I went with the dual time bezel, I believe a 24 hour bezel. So I've not had one of those excited to check that out. Yes. The patty is technically a blue face watch, uh, but it's a Pepsi. It's more sporty. So this will be a blue face watch that I feel like you can dress up a little bit more if you want to or not. It's going to be just a really interesting wear all around uh, experience. I'm very excited to see, see what I think on it. From what I understand, things have been changed. So this should have a signed crown and milled clasp. Uh, pretty decent bracelet. I believe if the ISL02 is any indication, it should come with a really great bracelet. Not worried about that one bit. Sapphire crystal, loom ceramic bezel. I mean, just the works from Mark over there. Again, $300 price point, man. I, I think the most expensive watch he has is $330. I mean, pfft. For what you're getting, that's that's absolutely worth it. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna enjoy some uh, some success. We'll say with this brand in the future. So the last watch I have is my work watch, and it is a simple Casio World Time, kind of gray. There's like a black sort of bezel, if you want to call it, version and a gray one. This is the gray. It's my work watch. It's just a cheap. I got it for 30 bucks on Amazon. I like it. Most serious collectors have this watch in their collection, actually. It's crazy light. I forget I'm wearing it. I bang it on crap constantly. It's annoying, but it takes it. I don't even think it has a dent in it. And... I, it frustrates me a little bit as with most watches of this nature. I inadvertently push the buttons all the time. So I end up looking at the time and it's, you know, some other screen or maybe it's the, the secondary time that it'll display and I'll think it's 11 and it's actually nine or whatever. I have it set to my, <laughs> my grandparents time. So I know if I can call them or not, <laughs> but I rarely use it for that. Mainly I just accidentally hit the button. And when I look at it, it's a couple hours ahead and I freak out for a second. Um, but any, it, it, despite that, it's a great watch. I like it. It's neat. When I put it on Instagram, it gets a lot of attention. Uh, people just like it, you know? So that's my state of the collection. You know, I have, I'm, I'm definitely taking ideas for future episodes. I have, uh, some about fancier brand watches and why I'm not really into them anymore. I was, I think that's part of the the journey of getting into watches. When you first get into it, you're all about like Rolex and Omega and AP and, and you very quickly realize what those brands are actually about. I won't go too deep into that, but for me personally, between Seiko and Long Island watch, I think I have just years and years of, of, uh, you know, content, if you will, to go through different models, different brands. They're coming out with new stuff. Mark is obviously, obviously still dropping new Islanders on the regular. He's uh, branched out a little bit, not just dive watches. He's doing some Flieger pilot style watches. And I think he's going to do some more of that. I, man, I would really like to see a chronograph from him. Honestly, I would, that'd be super cool. I think an affordable automatic chronograph, uh, people say it's not doable, but I, I would bet that Mark can figure it out. 
I think that would be so cool. I would even be pay, willing to pay more for it, obviously, for the chronograph function. I doubt you're going to get that $300 point, but you know, five or six, I would be willing to invest for sure. Under a thousand, absolutely. Uh, you know, obviously approaching the eight, nine hundred dollar mark, I, I start to get more reticent. Having said that, I would buy the new green sumo in a heartbeat if I had the money and it's about nine hundred. Man, that green sumo. I don't have a sumo. I think that might be my next purchase. I don't know if I'll be able to do the green sumo that I, I need to just wait, save up, hold out and get the one I want. Cause that green Somo is beautiful. And I literally just talked about not buying another green watch. Cause I already have one, <laughs> but man, that green Somo, Oh, it gets me. The Marine master is obviously just gorgeous, but that's thousands of dollars. And I, that's well outside of my reach at this point in my life, maybe one day, but a thousand dollar watch that's per, that's still outside of my reach. The $500 area seems to be right where I live. And you know what? Man, there are some beautiful, cool watches in that price point. Hell, if your budget is $100, you can find some cool stuff in that. And don't be afraid to branch out. Again, I am a Seiko and Long Island watch guy. But there are some beautiful Orients. Um, I mean, if you're into... You can find some Vostoks. You know, there's tons of of cool brands out there that aren't going to break your bank and, and are going to provide you with just plenty of entertainment and, uh, and love, I would say. I mean, that's, that's why I'm doing this. You know, obviously the first episode, I am for sure not making any money off of this yet, but I don't really, it's not about making money. If I do make money off of this, I would like to put it right back into it. This is a passion. This is a hobby. I just like the watches aspect. This isn't about, making a second career. This is about having fun. So some other people in the industry that I, I'm sort of taking cues from because I really enjoy what they're doing would be two broke watch snobs. Mike and Kaz have a fantastic podcast, funny dudes, uh, quirky guys. I, I really enjoy listening to them. Love and watches is a husband and wife team that have a podcast perpetual girl and ranch racer they don't generally use their real names at least from what i've seen or what i've listened to rather on their podcast i'm new to them but i'm very much enjoying them and i've spoken with both the 11 watches and the tbws team online very briefly not extensively but uh you know just hey i'm a new member and i'm new into watches Great to be here, and they have been super welcoming, very encouraging, liked things on my Instagram and followed me on Instagram. Very cool people. I like what they're doing. They're not getting rich off their channels or podcasts, but they are putting the money back into it to give their viewers, myself included, more content, listeners, I guess I should say. They do giveaways and stuff. Man, just they seem to be having a blast with it. I would love to get in on that. and. Uh, and have some fun with them as well. So I guess this is a good place to end my first episode. I apologize if it was a little long, but I want these to be a little longer. I personally enjoy a longer podcast. I think TBWS and Love and Watches generally hover around an hour, hour and a half. I think that's perfect, per frankly. Uh, some people, you know, my dad, he doesn't understand podcasts that are more than 30 minutes. He just doesn't get it. 
you know, I love putting them in and, and listening while I'm working or while I'm making food or cleaning up or doing whatever. So I think I'm going to shoot for about an hour and a half. There's going to be some growing pains here. People I don't know. Man, frankly, this is the third time I've tried to record this. So hopefully this one takes, there's going to be some growing pains. I'm probably going to stumble and stutter and say a whole lot. Apologize up front. Uh, Pretty proud of myself, frankly, for not cussing a whole lot. I'm trying to make a considered effort not to, not to cuss. I'm a regular guy. I don't do this professionally. These are not going to be super polished episodes, but you know what? Maybe you guys just will enjoy hearing me pontificate on whatever craziness comes up. That's kind of what they do over at TBWS, and we all like that. So maybe you guys will like me doing it too. I don't know. Maybe you guys think I'm a jackass. Oh, cuss word number one. Woohoo. All right. So uh, thank you so much for listening and stick with me, please. I will definitely be refining this and practicing and polishing this stuff as I go. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the pla- I, I'm still learning the platforms, but once I get to a place where I, I have a, a comment section or whatever, please comment. Tell me what you like, didn't like. Please jump over to Instagram at the dot psychopath. Check out my photography over there if you like it. Uh, throw a like, you know, follow me. You have some input. I would I would love to hear it. And hopefully we can get a YouTube channel. I say we, it's just me. I'm literally by myself in this room right now. I don't know why I'm saying we. Uh, if I can get a YouTube channel going, I would love to do that. I did film an unboxing for this Patty Turtle. And when this New Islander comes in today, I'm going to film an unboxing. I did one for the World Time as well, actually. Uh, think about it. Haven't done anything with them. They're just sitting on my phone, but or in storage, in cloud storage, I should say. But uh, hopefully we get a YouTube channel going as well. So jump over there. If you're listening to this episode, you know, six months, a year down the road, hopefully all that stuff is up and running and please check it out. And uh, without further ado, I am Dane, the psychopath. And thank you so much for tuning into this podcast today. And I hope to see you back here again real soon. Thank you.